Hello and welcome to 10 Minutes on the Rwanda Plan from the Joint Public Issues Team. I'm Hannah Fares, one of the JPIT interns, and with me is Hannah Fremont-Brown, JPIT's Campaigns and Church Engagement Officer. Today we're going to be talking about the government's plan to send asylum seekers to Rwanda, in light of the recent news that the Court of Appeal ruled that this policy is unlawful. Hannah, are you able to give us some of the context behind these policies and the legal battle? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, this policy has been bouncing around the courts for a little while now um, and has had different rulings from different levels of the courts. But this week, uh, it um, has been uh, ruled in the Court of Appeal um, that Rwanda isn't a safe third country to send asylum seekers to. So, essentially, two out of three of the judges who were making the ruling decided that uh, if asylum seekers were sent to Rwanda, they would be at risk of either being returned to their home country, which might be a risky place for them to go back to, hence fleeing in the first place, or face further discrimination whilst they're there. Um, so that that ruling means that the government's plan to send asylum seekers to Rwanda is is kind of stalled again for a, for another little while. Um, but it's part of a, a bigger picture um, of the government kind of pursuing a policy that says if people arrive in the UK via um, unsafe or irregular routes to claim asylum, um, that instead of processing their claim here in the UK, um, we should be detaining them and seeking to deport them to uh, either their home country, if it's safe, or a third country, um, if their home country isn't safe. And that's all part of the policies um, that they're setting out within the Illegal Migration Bill, which is currently in the House of Lords. So uh, the, the problem for the government here is that um, currently Rwanda is the only place where we have a deal to send people to, at the only kind of third country where we have a deal to send asylum seekers to. But currently nobody has been sent to Rwanda, travelled via that route because of the frustration um, in the courts um, where it's continually being blocked. Um, so at the moment, the proposals in the Illegal Migration Bill being set out by the government um, aren't workable. There's no functioning system by which they can be kind of um, rolled out um, and made to happen. Um, but the government are pushing forward with that plan um, anyway. Thank you, Hannah. And like you said, these policies have been in the courts for a long time. It's been going on a while. The Home Office also said this week it expects it to cost £169,000 for each person deported and processed under these policies in the Illegal Migration Bill, which is more than it would actually cost to house an asylum seeker in the UK. Given how long and expensive it seems to be to make this work, why do you think it's something that the government are so keen to happen? Why are they pushing so hard for it? So the government's policies in the Illegal Migration Bill and in the previous kind of iteration, the Nationality and Borders Bill that came through last year, are very much focused on um, kind of pull factors or stopping pull factors, which is kind of what they call the reasons why somebody might want to come to the UK to claim asylum. And the government's argument is that people who um, flee their country to find somewhere safe to live should be claiming asylum in the first safe country they reach. Um, practically, uh, that doesn't happen for people and if everybody went to the first safe country they reached the the neighboring countries uh, to the conflict zones would be completely overwhelmed as they already are and there are often many reasons why people um, would need to claim asylum in another country for example in the UK because of family or cultural ties and also under international law um, people seeking asylum aren't obliged um, to claim asylum in the first safe country they reach so actually there are a number of reasons um, why the government's kind of uh, approach to deter people from coming to the UK because they think um, actually they don't have a right to come to the UK and claim asylum here um, is problematic. Um, but they are uh, insistent that a deterrent approach is the right route to go down. 
Um, unfortunately, we're not seeing the impact of that. It's not stopping people from making dangerous channel crossings. Um, the Rwanda plan has been in place for for a while now. We're not seeing a drop in channel crossings. Uh, and at the same time, um, it means that people who do arrive here via those regular routes, via those unsafe routes for people, um, are being treated in unsafe ways when they arrive. Um, they're either being detained, um, or at least that's the proposal under the legal um, migration bill, that they would be detained until they could be deported. Um, or they're being put in unstable and unsafe accommodation, for example, in temporary and hotel housing, which is costing the government millions of pounds a day and leaving, I think uh, it was in at the end of May, um, there were just over 130,000 people who were waiting on an initial decision and being housed in temporary housing. So there are thousands of people being left in limbo whilst the government failed to come up with a practical plan um, for how they will be treated once they arrive in the UK. And in the meantime, those deterrence policies don't seem to be working. And yet, despite all these criticisms, the government often say that this is the best plan that there is, given that it's not only unworkable, but also immoral. Surely there is um, a different way that's based on practicality and dignity. What do you think this alternative would look like? Two things that need to happen um, in order for the government to kind of face up to problems that we have at the moment. One's for those people who are already here, um, who are waiting in this kind of limbo position and then there's the, the other approach people who are yet to arrive but need to claim asylum in a safe country and how we can open up opportunities for that. So dealing with the kind of first group of people who are here left in this kind of limbo of waiting and often housed in temporary accommodation. Um, we know that half of the people accommodated in hotels come from just five countries with really high asylum grant rates. That's Afghanistan, Eritrea, Iran, Sudan and Syria. The government have introduced a kind of expedited process for processing their claims, but it's not really coming through yet. And actually the process itself isn't isn't very practical or particularly compassionate for the people who um, go through it. But actually, if the government were to process those claims quicker, knowing the high grant rate, they could end 89% of hotel use overnight and save £5 million a day. At least that's what the Refugee Council have estimated in the last month. So essentially... Um, what needs to happen is a much more practical and compassionate approach to the people who are already here. The government have already scrapped the two-tier system. They um, they brought out the Nationality and Borders Bill over the last few weeks. Um, they've scrapped that policy to say that people who are here and arrived via irregular routes should be um, processed in the same way as people who came and were resettled by uh, formal routes. Um, so that's a really positive thing and it means that the kind of the the hope for those people who are already here is is greater and um, they can uh, look forward to having their claim accepted and to live um, a settled life here. Um, but really what they need to do is tackle, first of all, tackle that backlog. And then the second thing that needs to happen is the strengthening of existing safe routes for people to come to the UK um, and the introduction of some new ones. So the Illegal Migration Bill creates some space to introduce new safe routes, but currently the government haven't laid out any new safe routes um, in that piece of legislation. Um, so actually what we can do is uh, some really simple things, um, expand and strengthen uh, existing resettlement schemes such as the UK resettlement scheme, which is run alongside UNHCR, um, which resettles people from refugee camps in countries neighbouring conflict zones directly to the UK. From 2021 to 2022, only 1,622 people were resettled via that route. We know we could do more if we strengthen that existing scheme. We could expand eligibility for family reunion, um, so people who come to join uh, relatives here in the UK. Um, we could expand the criteria for who can join relatives in the UK. 
um, and potentially um, open up the criteria for people who are seeking to join UK residents who aren't refugees, which currently um, they're not able to do. And then there are a number of policy suggestions for opening up new safe routes, including a system of humanitarian visas, um, a bit like has been used for Ukrainian people who've come to the UK in the midst of that conflict, where people would be able to apply for asylum from overseas and be given the travel documents to come to the UK to have their claim processed. So the legitimacy of their claim would be assessed in some part before they travel to the UK. And that would create a really practical, safe route for people to come here. It would almost cut their channel crossings off at source because there would be another safe route for people to come from northern France, for example. So there are a number of policies being proposed by a wide range of charities and organisations. The government just aren't looking at them. So I think we need to have a really serious conversation, not just about deterrence, but about new safe routes that can be developed. Thank you, Hannah. I really hope the government look at those policy suggestions, but in the meantime, they've said they fundamentally disagree with the court ruling and will appeal and plan to continue with it. How do you think this is going to play out? And if people listening want to get involved to change their story, what is it that they can do? Currently, the Legal Migration Bill is in the House of Lords and peers in the Lords are suggesting a number of amendments to the bill there, which will then come back to the House of Commons, possibly before the end of this parliamentary term, so hopefully in the next couple of weeks. And at that point, MPs would be given the chance to vote on those amendments, to either keep them in the bill or to reject them from the bill. And so really you can be writing to your Member of Parliament, asking them to support some of the amendments made by the Lords to make the policy fairer and to comply with international refugee policy, which is one of the amendments the Lords have made in the last week or so, and to put pressure on them to make sure that the Illegal Migration Bill doesn't pass in its current form, which is really hostile towards people seeking safety. Thank you so much, Hannah, and thank you for listening to 10 Minutes On from the Joint Public Issues team. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please do share it around, and you can find out more about JPIT on our website, jpit.uk.